Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening to Cold Pop. Cold Pop is a cool, crisp, refreshing take on the world of pop culture with comic banter by yours truly, Trent Rashad. And Marcus Drew Steele. You got that right this time. Okay. Uh, I'm a professional. All the way up. Well, it's up from here. <laughs> She's a professional. Okay, Shangela. Professional fish. <laughs> right. So what's been going on? It's been a little bit. I know we took last week off. We and did. We needed a little break. Um, I still I need a little break. But we need a little break. But we're back. Um, and I feel like we have plenty to talk about. There's plenty that's went on that we need to discuss. So let's hop right into it. Okay. What the hell happened? Um, our tin pole for what the hell happened this week is the extravagant Saturday that we had, apparently. Um, so you can go ahead and start off what you did earlier in the day and how your weekend went up until that point, because I have a lot I want to say about Saturday evening and night. I mean, I think Saturday was for sure the epitome of the weekend. It was a marathon mm-hmm. uh, for me. Friday was mm-hmm. very chill. I was just in the house. Kind of chilling, resting. I had to work also Saturday, so that was like a piece of it as well. So I had to work Saturday morning um, and was there and like left work to go join the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were celebrating a friend's birthday, and so um, I somehow I got tasked with kind of planning. I think you the, just spearheaded it. it. I think everybody um, was into it but you like normal which is good a good thing you kind of took charge and was like hey let's do this because i was the foundation layer this the whole thing that happened saturday was all because of you so i was just trying to get that done and so i had a lot of pieces moving saturday you know i was at work trying to get things done with that and then um having to get Back to the uh, restaurant that we ended up meeting up at. We actually went to a really nice restaurant it in was. Lincoln Park um, and were able to have a nice little cute little lunch. And we had, after that, a brewery tour that we went on, which was a fun little outing. Um, and I feel like sure. from the brewery tour, <laughs> it just, I mean, to, it, the rest of the day was a blur, like literally and figuratively. Um, just because, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna drinks back at lunch, we're not gonna drinks back at the brewery tour, we didn't get free shots because it was we we were celebrating a birthday and so it was just it was overall a really great time. So my day probably started around eight AM on Saturday morning, ended about five 30 on Sunday morning. <laughs> so that was be correct. That was just I mean to kind of give you a little bit of um yeah, the week. What did you want to say about Saturday? Uh well, I was going to count I lost track of the the amount of places that we went to. Yeah. Um so first off, before I get into that just really quickly, Friday, I went to a house party with another mm-hmm. one of our friends. Um to be the support system that they needed in a very interesting time. I won't go into details, but he needed a support system. And we we rocked it out. We worked it out. You know, we went and we were social butterflies and we did the damn thing. As you've been raised to do and be. Right. So it was very successful. A very successful outing. Um, as for Saturday, okay, so we started the day at... What was it? Something House? Summer House Santa Monica. Yeah, Summer House Santa Monica. Had lunch there. The waiter there, in love. Yeah, you Super girls was, I mean, they could not bring enough water to the table. You guys were so thirsty. thirsty. But the man looked like Clark Kent. Come on. You come on. Give me something. Like, he, you, I wouldn't you can't say, say Clark, that he wasn't. I wouldn't say Clark Kent. You know who I think he looks like, who? to be honest with you? Brad Goreski. And I think that that's who I... I could see that. I, that's who I think he looks like. Brad is cute, too. Um, and his name is Brad. His name is so Brad. I <laughs> thought he looked like a little bit more like him rather than okay. Clark Kent. Uh, but, I mean, you girls, if he was Clark Kent, all of y'all were, were auditioning to be Lois Lane because... 
the way that y'all were throwing yourselves at him. I wouldn't have auditioned. I had already been called and offered the role. Mother did not Everybody raise y'all. <laughs> Mother did not raise y'all to behave that way. Anyways, so we finished up at Summer House. And then we were a few minutes late to our brewery tour. But we made it there. We made it, yes. Um, Goose Island Brewery Tour over shout at out Lincoln Park. Shout out to Ryan, our tour guide. Yeah, shout out to Ryan. That's all I'll say about that. Um, it was a fun tour. I, I had fun. I, Marcus, you were not engaged. <laughs> I had to t- keep telling Marcus. I said, Marcus, you need to ask questions. You need to look like Yo, you're having a good time. When I say Trent was trying to play chaperone at this brewery tour, like every five minutes he would look at me and I would like purposefully look away and like he would keep staring at it was me. just ridiculous. And then he would like come up behind me and tap me on my shoulder and be like, you need to be engaged. You need to ask some questions. For sure. Like, no, the way, because the way that it was set up, it was like, you know, uh, obviously, the person whose birthday we were celebrating, that's what they wanted, wanted to, to do. do. Yeah. yeah. And so we wanted to make sure that we were being there I was supporting. Him. Yeah, I was there. Um, and he, unbeknownst, like, he, it had slipped his mind. I'm allergic to beer. So I said nothing of the sort because this was not my day. Like, I was going to do whatever he wanted to do anyway, regardless of whether or not I could drink or do anything there, which I couldn't. So I was, I feel like I was there in support. I just... I did a whole story on brewing, brewing, and brewery, so I already knew all of this. We don't care about none of that. So, Um, anyways, y'all was acting a damn fool during that tour. Trent, drunk ass over here, had on this nice white shirt, and like halfway through the tour, spilled it all over him. It was not halfway through the tour, it was right (laughs) at the end of the tour, and I had... And made an accidental spill. I don't even know how you spilt it, though. I'm not really sure either, and that's right. neither here nor there. <laughs> so we had to go and get. I had to go and get another shirt. Um, we so we had to make a quick trip um, to a nearby store so I can go get another shirt, and then from there we went to Joe's on Weed, which no. is the rooftop. Did we go? Yeah, yeah. we did. Joe's yeah. on Weed. Yeah. So then we went to this Child, rooftop bar. I, I know. <laughs> Well, I, well, everything's like a mix, so I'm trying to put it in the correct timeline order. Right. We did. So we went to Joe's. We were there for a good amount of time. We did. We were clearly there for someone else's birthday. Um, we were. It felt very awkward. But it was okay. It was a good time. So, and we stayed there for what, at least two hours or so, right? Until that cover band started doing way Child. too much. Yeah, then it was time to go. Um, we ate, we ended up eating again there. But I think it's what drinking does. Drinking makes you hungry. So that, I think that's what that all of that was. So Okay. Then from Joe's, we went to this liquor store bar. Went to Wright Liquors in Wicker Park. And we hung out there for at least an hour or so. Um, had an impromptu dance party in the par- in the, on the street in the parking lot to um, Tiana Taylor's WTP. Y'all killed it. There is video evidence. Maybe I can convince Trent to uploading this on the cold pop. Instagram. Not available. No. It's not available. There is video evidence, but y'all killed it. Killed. Hashtag WTP. We're going to get you in her video. Shout out. Um, So then after we left Wright's Liquor, we went to change. Yeah, we basically left Lincoln Park to Irving Park. To Wicker Park to Irving Park. And then to... To Ravenswood, Uptown. Uptown, yeah. And so then we had more drinks at Uptown at a friend's apartment for a little bit. Everybody got changed and refreshed. Somebody took a shower. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Wash your ass before you come out. Like, what? And then we left from Uptown to Boys Town. Then went to Boys Town, right. Which I... You know what? I, I have was, no recollection of that. By that time, drunk. by that time of the night, there was no yeah. recollection of anything where I was at. I came to once we got to the South Side. So we hit the South Side um, of Chicago and went to the uh, beloved estab- establishment, Jeffrey's Pub, which is the first time I'd ever been there. Um, I'm not impressed. It was okay. I mean, like, is that how it normally was? Great music. Yeah, the music was fine, but was is that how it normally is there? 
I mean, yeah, it wasn't like okay. a slow night or an off night. It was it was okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I just I was just kind of like, uh, uh, maybe once you've been to one bar club, you've been to a mall. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, it was just it was what it was. I tell you, my takeaway from that whole Saturday Sunday morning adventure is that no matter where you go to, the track list for this summer includes any Cardi B song, either Bick and Head or I Like It, um, Drake's Nice for What, and that's on rotation, basically. That's all I heard all night. Okay. I think my big takeaway was from this weekend was my bounce back game is not as strong. But you drink a lot, um, though. I've never, I mean, and that's pretty routine for me, like, where I was at, like, mm-hmm. in terms of the place. I feel like what is different now this time, and it's, you know, as I get older, um, yeah, I took the entire day off yesterday to recuperate. Like, I needed the entire day. I spent most of the day in bed, just resting, praying, asking God for forgiveness <laughs> to please let me feel better, um, fasting, you know, going over my Sunday school lesson, those kinds Come of things. On, Sunday school. Just because it was just like, I'm, yeah, I've noticed that I am not able to bounce back as quick as I used to. I used to mm-hmm. be able to go out and do a crazy night like that and then go in the morning and be at the gym, be wherever I needed to be. And that is just not the case anymore. Like, I have to prepare myself for some things like that. So if we're going to be talking about doing a full day, as in such, as we did on Saturday, I might need two days off from work (laughs) to, like... Recuperate? Yes, recuperate, go through physical therapy so I can get back to where I need to be. Not physical therapy. Yes, child. It's serious like that. I think, um... Normally, like if I ever get to a situation like that, I like to do a little planning ahead of time. And so I need to make sure that I don't have anything to do the next day. And then I need to make sure I have food and some things to stay hydrated. Because I plan on being in the house all day, like recovering. I know my bounce back game is terrible. So Well, yeah, usually I'm like, oh, hey, everybody, like the next day popping up ready to go. But... Nah. That's just not the way it is anymore. I'm not as young as I used to be, Girl. so it's um it's tough. But um, but I'm here. I'm here now. <laughs> but I'm here, right? <laughs> but, but I'm here. But I'm here. <laughs> Shout out to New York, HCIC. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was the weekend. Sunday, I didn't do much of anything either. So, oh, I did. I went on an audition Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went. Acting. Akin. Akin. Um, I went on an audition. You know, my side hobby has been, um, you know, she's an actress when she needs to be. So we'll see. I I actually auditioned for a few things this past week. So hopefully we'll have some updates on those soon. Yeah, fingers crossed for you, baby. Thanks. Let's move on to church announcements. Louisiana shit. Murder on the beat. All right, what you got? For me, I really have no announcements this week. The thing is, is that you, I... You? No well, announcements? I mean, well, you know what? This is what I know because I always have a lot going on, right? Right. And I think that that's what I'm taking away um, from this is that I think I was very... I've been very ambitious this summer and I've... You've packed, accomplished a lot. I've accomplished a lot, but I've packed a lot in and it's like, you know, I was looking at the calendar today and I'm like... Whoa, the summer's almost over. Mm-hmm. Like we're at this like midpoint of during the summer and I haven't really like taken the time to do something for myself or just like, you know, just like me. Like right. you know, I've been traveling and things like that, but it's usually for like whatever purpose or going to celebrate this couple or you know, those types of things. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what um I guess my announcement is this week is that, you know, I need to take some time to really you know, earmark some some place in the calendar this summer to do a vacation, to do a trip, to do you, something yeah. that, you know, is going to get me revitalized because at any minute now, and I work in education, um, like, it's going to be right back to the same old routine right. um, of working, you know, with students and those types of things. So I really need to um, 
figure that out. And you're taking some paternity, you know, right, right, for real. Because I mean, (laughs) it's just like I have accomplished a lot, and for that, I'm like very happy, and I've like kind of stuck to things that I said I wanted to do um, this summer, and I've made those things happen. But you know, I really didn't plan any type of recoup vacation Mm -hmm. time for me in order to do that. Um, well, there's still summer left. Yeah, there is so. summer left, and like the way that the schedule's set up, <laughs> I'm gonna have to find some time to to throw it in somewhere. It right. will be somewhere, but um, but yeah. So like, I think that that's my big thing this week. Um, my only announcement is just I'm on a job search. Mm-hmm. Um, more details to follow. <laughs> um, yeah, we have been. Grinding. Yes, that's all I can say. I can't even really say much to that effect. It's just that the job search is real. This economy is real. Um, but what you do lasts forever. Okay. I don't know what that meant. Worse to, li- <laughs> worse to live by. <laughs> right. Worse to love and live by. Uh, by Marcus Drew Steele. Right. So that's all I have for church announcements. Party for the party, heavy TV focus this week. I just personally feel like I am, you know, I'm making the rounds to get to like all of my TV and the things that I love. Mm -hmm. Like, I really need to make sure that I have cleared my schedule for Orange is the New Black and Insecure that are going to be coming out any moment now. Um, So with that being said, I wanted to clear off some things uh, from the plate. And so this past week, we finished, you and I, mm-hmm. we finished Game of Thrones. Finally. Finally Game of Thrones. Like, we took quite a break because we were like, oh my gosh, we're almost finished. We're almost all the way through season seven. Like, how can we... We had to go ahead and finish it. It was just this on was the a, docket. This was a journey going that started back in January. Yeah. So we literally took us six months. But we finished, and it was um, everything that I had hoped for, I think... Um, it's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, a lot of unanswered questions going into season eight. Mm-hmm. I feel like they gave us just enough to kind of keep things super interesting, but then also enough to like say like, oh, wait, where are we going with this, and where are we at with this? Right. Um, so, for instance, like things that like I lived for in the end of season, okay. like in know, se- season seven. Of course, like the big spoiler at the end, which let me insert spoiler spoiler alert right here. Uh, if y'all ain't seen Game of Thrones by now, y'all again are more tardy than we are. If you are interested in watching Game of Thrones and do not wish to <laughs> receive this spoiler alert, please fast forward to... Tough luck. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think for me, of course, the big moment of is, you know, Jon Snow and his auntie. Yeah, that like, was very what interesting. What are y'all doing? Ciao. Very, very interesting. Ciao. Jon Snow and auntie. So, auntie gave him something he could feel. <laughs> so I guess my question is, why doesn't he have white hair then, if all Targaryens have white hair? Well, it's because, well, you know, his mama, Liana, that's who he takes after. If you ask me. But now, she had red hair, didn't she? But Leon, I don't think so. Leona spit that boy right out. And she, she ain't got nothing. To, he looked just like, he take after his mama. <laughs> he take after all of them Starks, if you ask me. And it took me a second to like put it together. I was like, wait a minute. So then Daenerys is his aunt? Yes, his auntie. Yeah. And then they just wait. But y'all just sleeping together. Give auntie some sugar. <laughs> like, that is, I was like, oh my Gosh, like, how can we get to this point? Um, and then you got Tyrion sitting there just listening in, like, uh, girl, did you got something else to do? What? There's way too much going on. And I was just like, okay, so that, mm. yeah, you're a little creepy. Um, and so that was, I mean, of course, like, that is the big <gasps> cliffhanger that we leave on season seven with. Well, that, and I was just like, wait, whoa, like, right. whatever. And then... I think what season seven gave me, which I've been waiting for, um, was the reunion of all the Starks, all the Starks who are yes. alive. And so you have except everyone, for John, well, I except guess. for John, yeah, but everyone is back at Winterfell. So you have Arya, you have Sansa, yeah, and you Ron, have Bronn, Bran, Bran, uh, yeah, Bran. Yeah. Bran. 
um, who are back now in Winterfell, and they're you know they're running it. They are running it. Sansa and Arya are you know they're hand in hand sisters doing it for themselves. Like gag making her around it, the world for me, making things happen. And I mean the big thing, of course, is like they are kicking ass, taking names, starting with Littlefinger. They killed him, and yeah. I'm so here for. Okay, so I just. A couple episodes prior to episode seven, Trent and I were watching, and like we both had the same reaction because it felt like Littlefinger was manipulating Sansa in a sense. It's like, girl, like we done been through too much for you to still be falling for this same okie doke. Like, you know, you get there. And I was like, something's up. Like, there, there's no way that she's falling for this again. Well, Sansa told you, she said, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> but I get there. But I get there. She said, but I learned. And damn it, did she get there. I jumped off the couch. She when, said, I might be a little slow, but I'm gonna get there. What was the moment? She was like, I hereby sentence you to treason, murder, and da 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 whatever else. And like, how do you please? Everybody thought that she was talking about Arya because Arya was standing right there. And then she was said, what? She said, how do you please? Um, what's his name? Littlefinger. But she didn't call him Littlefinger. What, what is his whatever Mace, boy's Lord name? Meister? Lord Meister? Lord Meister? No, 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 no. It's not that. Hold on. I'm about to look um, it up. I need to know his name. It's that was a, an iconic moment. But yeah, it's uh, she was like Littlefinger, basically. Like, how do you plead? And he, oh, uh, 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 he, I mean, all the sudden shook. came out of there. He was very shook. shook didn't know up, what to do. Baby. Um, but that was a huge moment that I loved in season seven. Lord Baelish. Well. Lord Baelish. That's what it was. Um, and so it was good to see that as well. I mean, baby, these White Walkers are not playing. We saw that coming, though. They, I mean, it's a, it was a big moment, and he got a dragon. This dragon, like I'm, I'm just not ready for. So I mean, they're going to have to really fast and pray um, over this situation because they're really going to have to figure out how they're going to take this dragon down. This White Walker dragon. Um, but with all of that being said, I am excited to see where we go with season eight. Also very nervous. Well, I mean, I feel like at the end of season seven, you could tell that there's a turning point and like there were going to be a lot of conclusions. Right. You know, it, you could just from the way that things ended, it was very open ended to um, there's like a technical term for it, but there are conclusions on the horizon and things will be getting tied up. And which is what what scares me is that, you know, a show like Game of Thrones that has always had these big moments mm-hmm. killing main characters, oh, all got, of those things. Get ready. Like, and if you really go back and look at season seven, we didn't have a lot of main main characters die no. in that moment. And so like, it's now I'm just like, Oh, so they're like setting up for season eight. Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> like I'm very nervous to see what is going to happen with season eight. Like in this idea of drawing these conclusions, right? Like who's going to be left at if the end? Anybody? Yeah, if anybody, right? You know exactly. Like if anyone is going to be left. So I am prepped, primed, ready to go for season eight of Game of Thrones. I also. <laughs> think that um I also think that like I'm going to be doing some some deep digging and deep diving into like some of like the behind the scenes work. Oh, I already have. Um yeah, and I think that like in my time in the interim between now and mm-hmm. the in the show, I'm going to kind of do some um some deep diving behind, you know, how they come to these these stories and make, mm-hmm. you know, all of these weaves and twists and turns um in this very textured piece well i mean um, from the beginning the first few seasons like this from the book but mm-hmm. the book only took it up to a certain point the yeah. books only took it to a, and so after that then they had to like start going their own way right but, but in that sense i feel like they've also they've been able to stay so true to the characters um and well i can't say that because like, i didn't read the book so i and don't like know. not kind of like take away from what um not from, you know, who we've known mm-hmm. them to be, 
Like these children right. have like the Starks We've have grown, grown up. Them. Yeah. yeah. Like We've the Starks grown have grown up, up and they still doing some of the same shit that they was doing when yeah. they was damn kids. <laughs> um and it's, But they've also yeah. been through a lot. Like when you yeah. look back, I, I when we finished season um episode seven, I was in there thinking about it, I was like, man, like every single one of the Starks, the Brandon, Arya, and Sansa they have been through their own grown. journeys that have been very trying. And they've had to grow up. Yeah. They had to grow up quick. They had to grow up fast. So. Um, that's really uh, it for Game of Thrones. A couple of other shows that I'm glad that I was able to kind of close the loop on. Of course, Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. That is another show that, you know, left us on a pretty great cliffhanger. Um, and I'm excited to see what. What is there now? The last TV show that I'm tardy for the party for, and I've just I'm slowly getting into it. Y'all know I'm really trying, but Succession on HBO um, is the show that I'm just now getting into. I know it's been out for a little bit. Don't judge me, but I'm just now getting into it, and um, it's problematic for me to watch um, to see this level of wealth. played so like unapologetically like they there's no apologies about how rich they are and they Not don't and they like understand their privilege and it's just like it is what it is i think the um, big storyline though is just the fact that there are problems with wealth like everything is not okie dory like their whole family structure is ready to implode at any moment well yeah yeah. You know, and the thing that bugs me the most about Succession, and I've said this to you time and time again, I, it drives me up the wall how some of the characters are so weak, for, for I guess for simpler, shorter words here, that can't speak up for themselves or can't stand up for themselves. And the way that I know this is a director's note, the way he's asking them to play these, but it just drives me up the wall. And the mm. main one is that damn... Greg. Oh my God! You know I know you don't like Greg, the cousin or whatever. He's just a young boy. I cannot stand him. He's just a young boy, and he has the blossom into his own. I cannot stand. And another one I can't stand is the um the older sibling. Oh, Connor. Well, Tom, boy, Tom is this. Tom's out of control. Right, but Connor. No, it's not Connor. That's Connor's not the, the oldest, oldest sibling. Is that his? Was that his name? Mm-hmm. Um, who's the middle child then? The boy, the other boy, Kendall, and then Shiv is the, the Shiv youngest. is the daughter. Okay. I can't stand Connor either. Connor thinks he knows everything and constantly gets everything wrong. I can't. Mm. I can't. I think what we'll see with Connor's character is that we are looking at someone who never really wanted to be in that world. Like, he's the one that, like, never really wanted to, like, be in the business world. But I think... I don't know about that. I I don't think so, but I think... He now is starting kind of to see a taste now that his brothers and like sisters are like they're starting to kind of step up. He's like, no, I'm actually I'm I want my due too. like now that I'm seeing y'all step up. I want to be involved in the decision making. I want to do whatever. Um, I don't know if I would agree with that from what I took, because um, what's the boy, the, the, middle, the middle boy's name? So the one that's like supposed to be in power, right? Kendall? No, Kendall's not supposed to be in Wait, I think we're confusing the character. Kendall's the oldest. No, 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 no. no. They have four. There are four four kids. Yes, that's okay, sorry. Four kids. Kendall is the one I can't stand. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, this this doesn't sound right to me. Yes. Connor is the hippy dippy. But Connor look, Connor is stepping up. Well, I think you might be an episode ahead of me then. Kendall Connor is the said one. He's ready. Yes. Kendall is the one I can't stand. He's the one that like was been campaigning to be CEO from like That's the Kendall. Ago. Yes. So wait, then who's the other little boy? Roman. Roman, thank you. I can't keep these white folks straight, honey. <laughs> Kendall is the one I can't stand. And then like, oh my God, he just he tries to be everything. That's what I meant to say by like Kendall tries to do everything and then consistently gets everything wrong. Right. And that's what bugs the crap out of me because he thinks he's always right, but then he does something stupid and just ruins everything. So that's what I meant to say. I just wrong character. Connor, I could care less about, honey. You better be looking out for Connor. And I'm going to tell you could something. Care less. You, you, you're so worried about Kendall, who you better be worried about is that damn Marsha. No, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you something you about Marsha. And you know that's what? That's the one y'all better be worried about. Everybody's sitting around wondering what Kendall's doing. 
And ain't nobody sit there and said not a damn word to Marsha's ass. <laughs> Let me tell And I said this to somebody else on Instagram. It was one of our friends that we know. And I said he was um, an IG story succession on TV. And I messaged him and was like, I cannot stand this. I said... I, I will be the last MF standing before I let some woman come in from not my family and try to regulate when and when I cannot see my father and try to pull the reins on this. And when she was in that hospital and, she, and Shiv was trying to challenge her and she was like, I'm, I'm his said, proxy. I'll be making, said, I'll I'll be be making, making the, the decision. Decisions. Oh, the hell you won't. The yes, hell you will. will. I would have fought her every single way. Like, yes, girl, we don't know nothing about you. We don't know nothing. Of, like, you came into this. We was already here. Uh, you think I'll be naked? Oh. It's a little ner- It's oh. a little nerving because I will tell you, as someone who um, is looking at this from a, like, I totally get the idea of, like, you know, you are the caretaker for your husband and, like, you have, you are supposed to be having his best interest at heart, those right. types of things. But in you building, trying to build this relationship with these Kids who are not your kids, you're doing terrible, sweetie. Horrible (laughs) job, sweetheart. And like this is not the way to like you are going to need them one way or another. They have not signed over those um, voting rights yet, so you're going to need them one way or other. Because she only has uh, like so. Just wait and see. But she's but she's got something else. Oh yeah, there's something else. She got something else cooking. I don't know if you saw when. Um, Shiv had the background check run on Marcia, and she confronted her about Marcia it. Said, like, Marcia said, Shiv, Shiv, baby, <laughs> baby, if you have a question about me or anything you want to know, ask, ask me. me. And I said, Okay, I said, well, this <laughs> She's bitch. not right, said, I'm, I'm done, and I'm not going to do this with her today. Right. I can sniff out a shady bitch from a mile away. I said, I'm I not going to do it. this with you, Marsha. I said, You're I not going to sit it. here and talk to these children like that. <laughs> I'm, they mama might not be here, but I'm here, and I'm not gonna let you do it. <laughs> I was totally on Shiv's side when she came to the house, and she was like, "Oh, he's not taking any gifts, girl. If you don't move your little scrawny yeah. ass out of the way, not taking no come back at another time." And he's I'm not an episode ahead of you. Just wait until I would have fought her. Wait right until then and Thanksgiving. There. I would have fought it. Just wait until Thanksgiving, and that's when you gonna start to see little Miss Marsha. Mm-hmm. Trying to play. Miss Marsha is crafty. Uh, oh, absolutely. She's Michael's Hobby Lobby she's crafty. crafty. Or she's Joanne's favorite. Stunt queen. Crafty. Yes. Like she. Just wait till Thanksgiving. Okay. Wait till I'm you see it. So I say that. all of that to say, even though we're a little bit late to the game, Succession is a show that we're also watching and look forward to our um, us dissecting that show as well. That's all I have for Tardy for the Party. Let's move on to Fizz or Flat. Alrighty, I've only got a couple of things for Fizz and Flat. They've been weighing heavy on my heart um, because there have been a lot of conversations about one of our topics in particular. First off, if you haven't heard of this, you've probably been living under a rock. Papa John's is yet again back in the news from good old founder John Schnatter, who um, is from our good old Kentucky home Schnatter, of Louisville, Schnatter, Kentucky. Louisville. Shout out to Louisville. And he got himself in some hot water for saying the N-word on a conference call, and apparently people told on him. And now it's this big firestorm. There's all these memes, tweets, things like that. He was just physically removed from the board, I think, as from what I read today, or if not at the end of last week. Um, so it's just been a big controversy or whatever. I'm giving this a total flat, like, John, come on. Come on, John. Like, come on. And y'all try to tell me racism still doesn't exist. Okay. Well, right. So, I mean, no, no, no one's saying that. But do you think... Well, wait. I mean, okay. So, like, let's say that you built something, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that you built something. If from, I have a company. You have a company. A la you succession. Are, it's a media company. Uh, right. Succession. You have a company. All of these things. What can we say? Because, like, you have to time. watch. You have to watch yourself. And, like, a, you when do. you are at a... Like, when it's this level, when you're on this level, something like an empire like this, like Papa John's or something like that, you have to watch yourself. And so, slip-ups are just not... That's just not it. But like, you know. Well, this was more than a slip up. Like, you just don't slip up and and say say the N word. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, well, wait. Hold on. Right. Well, let's wait. Let's go back there. Okay. Let's dissect that. Have you. 
I've had plenty of slip ups. And I've said I've had plenty of slip ups saying nigga, but like And I've said and you know what? I'ma be I'ma tell it. I've had slip ups saying other things. And it's just like Other things that are derogatory towards who? Whom? Um, and I'm not gonna say any names, I'm not gonna say what I've said, but I've had slip ups and I've had to like catch myself and be like, that's not the In right professional language. settings? Um or no. Okay, so this is this was a professional. Right. Setting. This was on a what conference call. Yeah. Right. This was on a conference call. He said. Right. So I mean, if you obviously, I think we all know if we you we would be dumb to remiss the fact that there are people out there who will put on a brave face and not you know try to be as so anti racism as they can out in public. But then when they go home, they're probably dropping n bombs and coons and blacks and yeah. these porch monkeys in the comfort of their own house. Let's not play stupid here. Right, right. But in a professional setting, you're charged with acting a certain way. A slip up like that is not normal, nor is it small, nor is it anything that is going to be acceptable. Do we, question, do we know in the context that it was used? I for what okay, and I'm a, I'm very vague here, but from what I understand, they were he was referencing an example about how black people like to eat pizza. And it came out like them niggers like to eat pizza or something like. Which Ooh. again, like yeah. whatever context, like yes, still yes. not. A, sorry, yeah, sorry about it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and this is not the first time John Snyder's been in the news for doing something controversial. Oh, really? So I mean, he lost his NFL contract because of doing something controversial and oh, wow. semi-racist. So I mean, when there's smoke, there's fire, Hanny. Yeah, I just you yeah, giving okay. us a fizz or flat? I mean. I think I'm giving it a fizz in terms of the way that Papa John's Papa John's is handling it. Like he's been removed. Like he's right. still he's not completely removed from Papa John's. He still right. owns he's still you know a portion, and you know right. he still has you know. But he's been things. taken off of all of the. But he's still on the board, board. and he's still no. Owns. I think he got taken off of the board. From what I last read, like, I thought he got removed from like being like the head or whatever. Well, I mean it's the same thing. Well, no, I mean he's still well, have a role. Doing what? I think, from what I remember reading, he got taken off of the board. Like, they removed him all together in Louisville. Let mm. me see. I'm not sure. But I think, you know, in terms of... It says Papa John's founder, John Schneider, kicked out of his office. So, maybe he's still on so the board. So, he might not be chairman. That's what I'm saying. He might not be chairman, but he might still... That means still... you're not on the board at all, honey. <laughs> no, he can still have a role on the board. You can, you can just not be, like, chairman. So It said he I resigned think... his chairmanship last Yeah, there week. you go. So, like, he's not chairman anymore, but he could still maybe have, like, some type of role. Make him secretary. Make him sergeant of arms. Uh-uh. Kick chaplain. him out. <laughs> chaplain. He can't chaplain. even be treasurer. We Kick be, him out. We're going to make him chap. We're going to make him sergeant of arms. No, man. Um, on the board. And I think... What this is showing, and this is kind of like the the bigger picture, right? Is that, you know, no one is untouchable. Nope. Or like, at least we would hope no one is untouchable. Right. That's what that's what I'm thinking. Like that's what I guess like in in the best spaces, no one is untouchable. Like right. we're not gonna sit here and act like there aren't people who have said reckless things and have went on to be like still even bigger than what they are what they were at the time that they said those reckless things. Well I mean Donald Trump. Exactly. But I think that in like Papa John's case, I'm giving it a fist for how they handled it and them showing like not even our chairman is untouchable in this right. sense. Okay. So. Okay. Um the other thing I wanted to talk about really quickly in Fizz or Flat, this whole drama revolving around Kylie Jenner and Forbes. Oh child. Now everyone is in a tizzy because of Forbes' wording and the cover text or cover font of their main article about self-made billionaires. And they were saying that Kylie Jenner is on track to be the youngest global self-made, self-made billionaire. Yeah. And everyone came out in droves talking about, honey, Kylie ain't self-made. You can't be self-made when you start on third base already. Right. You know, and just right there ready to get back to the home play for a home run. That's... You can't do that. Um, really quickly, what is your feelings on that? And are you giving this a fizz or a flat for everyone coming for Kylie? Um, I agree with what people are saying. So do I. Okay. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember Kylie saying that she was self-made. No, the article called okay, her self-made. Okay, so I feel like that's who we should be coming at. Like, I would let's let's go to Forrest and say, uh-uh, hold on, honey. Get yourself, let's get your facts straight before you want to read. <laughs> let's get yourself together before you want to read. Kylie, like, let's not come for Kylie because <laughs> she never said that. She never said, I'm self-made. Look at, like, you know, those types of things. I think that it's more so a question with Forbes and why they chose to classify her in this 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 field of self made right. um, people, self made billionaires, millionaires, those types of things. So I a flat it's it. Someone needs to say something, but oh, plenty that, of people have been but saying. But there's something. no reason to come at Kylie for it, right? I would also give this a flat because. She's not self-made. I've seen, I've heard, I've heard a lot of arguments about this, but come on, y'all. She, being self-made, you know, Webster's Dictionary tried to read her, or Dictionary.com, whatever it was, by, like, posting the definition of self-made or whatever. We all understand what self-made is, and when you've been born into an environment where you can't do anything but succeed... Well, wait. Like... Wait. What do you expect? Well, we know that that's not necessarily well, true. If you're born into the Kardashian household, you will succeed. What's like, Rob that's a given. doing? Rob, this Arthur Doyle sock line, and Rob may be the less, least successful, but honey, he's still thriving. He's still got money. He's still living comfortably in his mansion, and whoop-de-whoop and whatever. But I would say that he's so, losing in life. And Rob is not doing anything. So, right. I mean, that would be... Now, what I will say is I will not I will not knock Kylie's hustle. Like, do what you got to do, girl. Get, you know, capitalize on the name that's already been built for you. Right. But you did not build that name. Right. So, that's what we mean by self-made. You're capitalizing on something that was already built long before you got into the picture. And now you are just taking it to a new level. Self-madeism is actually building a name for yourself outside, you know, against all odds. Mm -hmm. That's where I have issue. Do you think that Kylie or Kendall will have the ability to step outside of that? Do you think that that Kardashian umbrella will always be under them? Or do you think that they have the um, opportunity, the possibility of stepping out from under that and being able to kind of get into their own lanes. Well, I mean, that's why they're doing the things that they're doing now. Why Kendall is trying to... Shade. Trying to be a model. Oh, child, you, you did try because Kendall is a model, honey. And don't even say try because, honey, Miss Kendall models. While Kendall is being a model and Kylie top. is trying to be the next cosmetics guru or whatever. Honey, they don't even go be. by Kardashian. So they're already, you know, they go by Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner. Well, yeah, so they they're can. automatically they uh, Robert. Right. So but they're they're benefiting off of the Kardashian name for certain but for certain. are still trying to build their own name off of Jenner or whatever. So that's what I'll say about that. Okay. Um but yeah, so wait, did you give us a fizz or a flat? I said a flat for people coming at Kylie because Kylie never said that she was a self-made billionaire. Mm. Calm down. I will give a fizz for people coming. I don't think they were coming at Kylie. I think they were just coming at the whole situation. But I'll give a flat to the Forbes reporter who allowed yeah. this foolery. Buffoonery yeah, you misspoke, to go sis. Or sir, whoever. I didn't... Sis. <laughs> okay, let's move along. We are moving on to these are the gays of our lives. This week's topic, we are talking about what about your friends? Will they held you down? I can't sing no more. Let you down here. That's not the one. Will they ever be around? I did the remix. Okay, yeah, we'll remix it up, honey. Um, yeah, we're talking about friends in the gay community. How important is it to have a chosen family or to have gay friends um, to have your back? What do we think about this? And this is kind of coming off of our last past weekend festivities and being around, you know, the group of friends that, you know, we have. And it's very, it's very reaffirming. It's very reassuring because I feel like all of us are very different. 
All of us have their own lane, quirks, personalities, but yet there is something about a shaped community within the gay community that is very uh, thriving. Wouldn't you say so? I agree partly. Oh, God. Okay. Can't ever just not argue. Okay, here we go. Well, no. It's not that. I think, well, let me say this. It's important. I think it is important to have gay friends if you are gay. I think... But outside of having gay friends, I feel like it's just more important to have the right friends around you. And that's what I would say. That's what I should say. I would say that takes priority over anything. Whether they gay, whether they straight, whether they questioning queer. It's important to have the right people around you. And I think that sometimes I see people associate themselves within groups claiming, oh, well, this is, you know, I want to have someone to go to the clubs with. I want to have someone that understands, da-da-da-da-da. But so fixated on that piece of having someone that, you know, that is gay that sometimes they're putting them, they're, they are trying to fit certain molds and that they're trying to um, aspire to certain... Um, I've lost the word that I was looking for, but aspire to basically to certain levels, which they might not necessarily authentically or genuinely meet, if that makes sense. Um, so I think it is important to have gay friends. It's nice to have gay friends, but I think it's more important to have the right people around you. And when I mean the right people, the people who are going to be pouring into you, the people who are going to, you know, actually take a vested interest in your development in in your well-being i'm not gonna all the way agree with that because i think i'm speaking more of a context of being a queer or gay person why it's important to have queer or gay friends obviously you have friends who are allies who are straight or you know or cisgendered or whatever but i think i'm speaking more specifically to the fact of why it's important to Moving within the community that you're a part of, why it's important to have gay friends. I think beyond that, those friends will be friends that pour into you. But I'm just talking about from a standpoint of people who, or should be. I don't say should. I'm going to say yeah, because I'll, shoot, right. baby. But I'm thinking more of a perspective of um, people who will be able to relate on a level that allies cannot. And I think that's what I think is important because I think that there are issues that become prevalent in the gay or become apparent in the gay community that not necessarily my straight friends would understand. Like they or I, um, let me rephrase that. I don't say understand, but would be able to empathize with. I think that's the difference. That's what I mean. I think from from what I hear you saying, I think you're speaking on like a broad sense. You're trying to break. You're trying to paint this broad stroke of that. But I think that is those are characteristics as part as instead of actual segments. I don't know if that makes sense, but what do you say to that? Uh, I'll just let me clarify what I mean. Okay. I feel as though sometimes people will sacrifice having the right people around them instead of have to have the gay friends to have the popular people around them to be in those groups, to be in those circles. But who's to say that you're gay does not mean that you have to be like a popular kid. I mean, like, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, yeah, no. And I'm just saying that I feel like, and that's, that's one piece of it. Right. That's like, that's one group that someone can aspire to be. It's like, Mm -hmm. I want to be in the popular. I want to be with all the popular girls getting into all the clubs. Let me, associate myself with them okay um i think that there are also people who may you know enter friendships for totally with totally different intentions totally different motives like predisposed yeah right so i think motivation what i'm saying is and what i i hope i'm being clear about is that while yeah it is important to have gay friends i know that that's not a possibility for everyone that's it's it's not a possibility as for a everyone. gay individual as a gay individual that's not, not a possibility for everyone um 
And, you know, for me, I think I have the ability to do that and to have that community around me because I live in Chicago. But I just think about all of my girls who I know are back home in small town, okay. so-and-so, so-and-so, who don't have that community anywhere, okay. any way, any shape, any form. And for me, it's... I wouldn't want them to fix like, fixate on like, oh, I need a gay friend. I need to have gay friends. Let me do this. No, it's more important to have people that you can be open, honest, authentic with. Mm. Um, so that's what I, that's, that's why I say that. I know that not everyone has the ability to have a gaggle of gays around them and to like kiki and do all of that with. I, okay. <laughs> How do we get into these conversations where we just don't, we don't agree. I, I agree with that. Mm. See, now I don't feel like that. Maybe I was being clear. I think that... I, I will... Are you saying that... Are you saying that... So, like, let's say if someone doesn't have gay friends, they should go out and seek out some gay friends? No. Okay. I am trying to put a spotlight on how important it is and how... thriving it can be to have a chosen family. And oh yeah. Nine times out of ten, that chosen family are your peers in the gay community. Now, you can have your friends who are allies who support everything that you do and the lifestyle that you lead and don't, you know, have any qualms with that. But I think it's also important to be able to not only explore your own community as a gay or queer individual, but to also develop relationships within that community. Now, I think what the example that you gave is a very accurate example how, of how that there are people who live in very rural areas who don't have that opportunity. And I think the point I was trying to make was if you don't have that opportunity... Most people want if you if you're not able to have that space or those friends, most people make it a point to go do that, go find that. If that means moving to a place that's more queer friendly, because obviously the rural area that you're living in is not. And so you're because there are tons of people who tons of stories of people who move out of their small towns to bigger spaces so that they could be around people who are like them. And so I think that's maybe where I'm getting at. I don't know. It just feels from my and maybe I'm crazy and hearing this totally wrong. But the, from the perspective that I'm hearing it, it sounds like that you're trivializing this with a very broad stroke of, oh, it's important to just have people who are understanding and pour into you. And I get that. But why not? Why would it not be important to have? gay friends um so maybe i'm just misunderstanding or not connecting the dots from what the perspective that you're giving with this then yeah i think basically i i I see having gay friends and having you know friends who are you know just like you i i see that more as a um Perk and not necessarily a necessity. See, I disagree with that. I think that it is a necessity. Okay. Because I feel like that there are hardships and things that happen in life that no one else will be able to understand because they've not been through it. Like Like coming out, period. Like coming out. I can say that to an ally or straight fan, but nobody really knows how that feels besides another gay or queer person. Okay. And being able to relate to somebody else's coming out story. And, oh my God, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. You had you had the same experience I did. I've been racking my brain over this for the past five years because I didn't know how to deal with this. And being able to talk to somebody who's dealt with the same thing now lets me know that I'm not crazy. Mm. That's what I mean when I say it's important to have those types of relationships. That allies and just normal friends can't give you. Because they'll never be able to understand that. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think that that's great. That's I think that's great for you. I think that that's, that's um, very interesting. That I'm you glad you have that. I'm glad you found that. that. 
Um, yeah, I see it more as a, I see it more as a plus. Like, oh, I have gay friends. Like, that's great. Hmm. And not necessarily as like, I have to have gay friends. Like, you, you need, you have to get you some gay friends. So you're telling me if you didn't have any gay friends, you would be okay. Um. Because that's I'm, what I'm really like. well. I mean, yeah, I am picturing my life before, um, and like I'm picturing my life during my coming out process, like and what that was, and I, I did not have. I had acquaintances that were gay, but mm-hmm. I did not have like any like to kind of help me like through that, help me process through that. The people that were helping me do that were all straight. Mm-hmm. So then my question is, for the gay friends that you have now, did you inadvertently seek them out or was it just a natural thing that happened? Um, It was more of a natural thing that happened. Um, I met, you know, yeah, I've, it's like, oh, we work together and we are like actually like really cool or like oh you know so and so i've met them through so like for instance um I- i'll go to um one of my really good good friends um who's from st louis like we met through my sh- one of my straight friends mm-hmm. it's like oh like he's moved to chicago you live in chicago you guys should like hang out and then from there it's like, oh yeah, I'll hang out with him. Cool. So you don't think that I didn't go seeking out like I have to find me some gay friends, right? But I think that kind of adds to my point to the fact that gay people naturally gravitate towards people that they can relate to, and that just so happens to be other gay people. Don't you think that the way the bond that you have with this person now, because I know you're talking about the bond that you have with this person now, you relate to them on a level that's different from your other friends because of the fact that you're both gay. You don't think that. Do I think I um with that relationship? No. <laughs> no, but like okay, I look at our relationship, me and you, right? I think our relationship is now on a totally different level now that we're both out. It is, yeah. but I think ours is a little biased because we were friends before. Right. But we were friends before. But I think now that we have, now that we're at the places that we are in life, our relationship is a lot. It, Yeah. I feel like I connect with you on um, another level than I would with the most of my straight friends. Like my best friends to this day are straight. Mine are too. But at the same time, I've made it a point to... Make sure that I find people that I can relate to through my struggle, hmm. through a lens that not everyone has. Hmm. I think that's. In- what do you guys think about this? I. So here's the question that I and maybe you can help me shape this in proposing this to our listeners. Do you think it's important to have gay friends, or do you think? that it's important to have general friends, period, that pour into you and help make you a better person, regardless of whether or not, you know, of their sexuality. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I mean, that's fair to say. I feel like it's an obvious choice. As a gay person, I feel like it's an obvious choice too, but I know that we don't have the same opinion on that. So I would love to hear what other people say, because I think... To me, what it sounds like is that it sounds like you're saying gay people can't be productive in pouring into you in a positive way. No, I think that's that what they it can. makes it sound like. I think they can. I think my where I'm coming from, I think it's if I'm looking at priority and I'm prioritizing those qualities and traits in a friend, mm-hmm. like the whole idea of like, you know able to develop me, challenge me, pour into me is above. Well, I gay. mean, well the okay. <laughs> I think we're miss I'm not saying that like I the first thing I'm looking for in a person is is he gay? See, and that's what I was that's, that's where I was hearing. That's that's what I want number 1. No. I'm saying that we would naturally That's what I'm hearing from you. gravitate towards people who are like us. I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that question. 
and maybe we'll revisit this. I would love to hear some other people's opinions on this because maybe I'm just missing something or maybe I'm not explaining myself nope. well enough. Missed You're it all the way You're out of it. Out of it. All right. Um, well, that's all I've got for Days of Our Lives. We're going to leave this open-ended just like Season 7 of Game of Thrones. Um, what did we learn from this episode? Marcus is looking for gay friends, gay <laughs> friends only. If you're not gay, no don't worry about it. No straight people need apply. And you know what I'm looking for? Trent is saying that gay people ain't shit. I'm, yeah. They <laughs> gay not. people, you can't be and trusted. And they not. <laughs> you they can't not. Be I swear, anything. the girls is not. They ain't shit. These hoes ain't um, loyal. They not, so. All right. So where can they find us? Um, You can always follow us. Actually, not always. Follow us right now. Follow us right now on IG at Cold Pop Show. Okay? Go follow us right now. Um, you can reach our personal accounts. Mine on Instagram is at Trenton Rashad. And mine on Instagram and Twitter is Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thank you guys so much for listening yet again. This was this turned out to be some good topics there. I love Excuse me. I love having these conversations, so this is good. I want to keep up this productivity. Yeah. Um, Trent's over here on the phone yet again. Snapping. Snapping Snappin away. Snapping away. All right. Well, ladies and gents, thank you for grabbing a glass of cold pop. We'll see you next week. Bye.